Oh shit, we don't have a theme song. Oh shit, you're right. What are we gonna do? I don't know. Like, do we get, do we have time to buy something? No, no. We just we just have to riff. We're gonna no, just riff, riff it. Oh shit, it's the nostalgic front. A podcast from Patrick and Reem. We like movies, TV, and games. Junk food, juice boxes, forgotten things. Oh wow, that was that was adequate. Yeah, that was like pretty good. Yeah, are we just gonna use it for every episode? I think I think we should. I think we have to. Thank you for listening to the new Nostalgic Front podcast. I'm Patrick Hasty, and I'm Brandon Reem. Hell yes, you are, Brandon. Hell yes, I am. <laughs> How's it going, man? What's up? It, well, let me just tell you this, uh-huh. Patrick. Yeah. Uh, spoiler alert. Okay. Uh, it is going fantastic. God damn it. Yes, that's what I was hoping for, man. Yeah. Uh, now, right out the gate, I got to bring it up. You got mm-hmm. yourself a Snake Eyes. Got a Snake Eyes. Nice. Cover Ops. Snake Eyes is the best. Arguably the greatest yeah. toy figure of all time. Can you tell and- me... Oh, go ahead. And uh, and now he's on my mantle. Can you tell ne- me next, the, uh, the process, like how, how that went about? I think it was right after we podcasted last week. Oh, yeah? Did it push yeah. you over the limit? Or no, it was, it was yeah, it was when we did our fun size in the middle of the week. Yeah. Well, I've been looking around and yeah. uh, almost, but and then I got a good good deal on it with no shipping off of eBay. Oh, that's so, great! Yeah, it was, it was barely twenty bucks for a. Uh, no, this is uh, Snake Eyes. It's come up on the show before. Yeah, but this is this is the exact same version of the one that I buried sure. in my backyard when I was like eight because oh. he died. Yeah, when we were Rest playing, Soldier, and I never yeah. found him. The uh, and I had it, dreams as an adult I, about uh, this toy <laughs> buried in an old backyard. What's that movie with Fred Savage, the 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 boy Little that monsters. can fly? No, Princess the boy that. Uh, oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. There's a part in that where he buries all of his GI Joes, and then he has a freak out, and it's raining, and he's afraid they're gonna drown, so he goes out and gets them all. Um, I'm I'm gonna check something right now because I, what I did was uh, oh come on, you stupid sacks of shit. I uh, sorry, I'm I'm trying to find on my record the computer I'm recording on. I so I had this situation where there was a GI Joe I had when I was a kid who I fucking loved, and then yeah. one day I got a second one, and of the same Joe. Yeah. Um, and it's I was good being, to have a backup Joe. Well, plus I, uh, clone stereo stereo uh, storylines come into play. I used them as brothers, and then so like when I would play, they were like twin brothers and they were a team. But I thought, and I think I talked about it on our action figure episode. I thought his name was Barracuda. And then once I started doing research now, I'm like, well, Barracuda's a vehicle. That was a G.I. Joe vehicle. And a kick-ass song. 100% a kick-ass song. Uh, So what I did was I found this website called 3djoes.com, and it Mm -hmm. has all of the G.I. Joes ever released. And you can click on them and click on them. And I just clicked on every Joe until I found the one it was. Yeah. And I found it, and his name is Lampreys. And he's an amphibious assault trooper version two from Sonic Fighters, and he's he's got an orange jumpsuit, a blue helmet with a red face shield, and so that is now my uh, my next thing. That is what I'm gonna. Well, the next time I buy something, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy that. You know, that, order that. That's what uh, I think. GI Joe has in uh, over a lot of other toy lines is mm-hmm. it was around for so long. And they were able to make so many like unique figures 
Sure, yeah, of, yeah. Of that size. So everybody has that random Joe that they remember that's like, yeah. yo. Yeah. And the, and he was a he was a Cobra character, but I always played with him on for as a Joe because he had the uh he has this backpack that comes with it that you push buttons and it makes laser sounds. And nice. I thought that was cool, and none of my other characters had that. So I'm like, well, I can't let the bad guys have the coolest thing, you know? Yeah. Uh, I, I appreciate I, uh, what Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles yeah. did to the G.I. Joe toy line. Oh, like because, to push uh, them? Oh, they, at, I mean, they already were in early on the ninja thing over yeah. a lot of people, you know, with like yeah. Snake Eyes, who originally well, wasn't a ninja. Well, Until Masters of Universe late. had Ninjor. Yeah, did they? <laughs> yeah, they had like a uh, ninja He-Man guy. Well, they should, but yeah. like uh, Storm Shadow and Snake yeah. Eyes were like the big GI Joe ninjas. But once the '90s came around, uh-huh. they had a whole like ninja line of GI Joes, yeah. and a lot of them well, were pretty cool. And then they well, had ninjas on top of ninjas. Remember the the GI Joe movie that came out a couple years ago? That yeah, ninjas on a fucking is- cliff. That's ninjas. the best part of that whole movie. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. you know, ninjas look cool, have That's awesome right. weapons, and masks. Yeah. So the ambiguity of ninjas, you can, like, as a kid, put yourself in there. Yeah. That's why Snake Eyes is one of the best toys of all time. I agree. I think Snake Eyes is cool. I never had a connection to the ninjas too much, but I did think Snake Eyes was kick-ass, obviously. Um and I'm really glad you got that. I really also I yeah. tweeted it. I had uh, a lot of uh, GI Joe ninjas growing up. A lot of yeah. ninja toys, but they all disappeared. Uh oh, or or did they? <laughs> They're just hiding in the shadows. I <laughs> uh, I tweeted it out that after you bought that, I tweeted out that we're no longer a singing podcast. Now we're an action figure podcast. Hell yeah! Uh, but now yeah, it's get, a- they have <sighs> the uh, fortunately the Optimus Prime. Mm-hmm. is also like maybe the most popular toy of all time. Yeah. So, and there is a lot of remakes of the original Optimus Prime mm-hmm. for like 30 bucks. Yeah. So like I don't care enough for it to be the original. I'll take one that looks just like it and isn't yeah. worth as much because well, my it'll thing look is- cool with yeah. snake eyes standing on top of the Optimus Prime trailer. Oh, yeah. What I think is if I'm going to have an original – like, if I'm going to have an original run, I want it to be like my Ninja Turtles are, where there's, you know, scratches. And, Played you know, with. The head, yes. But yeah. if I'm going to buy something that's like a refresh, a redo, like if I'm going to buy a, a fucking a toy that came out in 2012, I right. want it to be mint, you know? I want it to look yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm still, I, it's kind of funny. I'm in this spot where I don't know what's next. I, I don't want to build this big-ass collection. It's kind of why I bought that shelf that I posted yeah. photos of. You just uh, It only has enough room for so much stuff. Yeah, you pick, so all, you pick a few yeah. of them. Yeah, I can't have a massive collection. Um, but you can't I am, go Dan Umpton. No, but I would, like, because I feel that I would, you know? Oh, I yeah. Think that's, I think that's great if I had the space. But Dan's got a house in Iowa. I got a fucking tiny apartment in Brooklyn, you know? He's got an enti- his basement. Yeah. Pretty impressive. It's crazy. It's very good. If you guys don't watch the Doomcast uh, on uh Did YouTube, you see Modoc? Yeah, Modoc. Dan the is so chili good. chili-making Modoc? Dan is so good at that stuff. Uh, go go subscribe to the Doomcast on YouTube right now and watch all of it. It's He's so good at that stuff, and he's doing such interesting stuff. Um, 
what have you we well i guess we just did our our quarantine catch-up last thursday so but what have you have you been up to anything new this week oh just watching uh marxist videos on youtube and stuff yeah, you baby. know here we go <laughs> I love uh, it. I had another. I, I did my renegade renegade cut uh, rabbit hole as well. So yeah, he's great. That was fun. You know? The renegade then, cut uh, about the Simpsons and about uh, the 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 um the uh what is it uh, dental plan that episode the union episode yeah. yeah and how it's accidentally making points that that fucking idiot ass writer didn't even know he was making. I love that. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. And then um, uh, also this one guy. Did a really cool series on you might like this on YouTube, where he's letting fans vote for alternate uh, uh, things that would happen, and then writing little stories in Star Wars. So it's like, oh, what cool. if Anakin turned Obi Wan to the dark side? So then oh, he he writes like a small little thing, yeah. And then it's, it's like, like Mar- do so they it's kill like Marvel's what ifs? Yeah, but he's also, yeah. but it's also choose your own adventure, nice. uh, in there because he's, but it was already old enough that I was able to go through it all. But oh, like cool. he he would animate and write like little five minute vignettes about alternate history Star Wars, and then let people vote on where the story would go. That's I love that. I think that scene sounds awesome. I'll definitely look into that. Yeah. Uh, I'll say the only thing I really have done is I watched uh, yesterday. We watched the uh, other than watching sports and shit. Yesterday I watched the uh, we watched the second season of Pin Fifteen. It just came out and it's seven episodes and it's all it's. Nice. I mean it's it. I gotta say it's in my top three favorite shows on television that's currently nice. being produced. It's so I'm- good and it's so dead on. There's an episode where they have a slumber party and they're like. Whoever falls asleep first is going to, you know, they're going to get it. And so they're like, well, how are we going to stay up all night? And then they just produce two, two liters of surge. And I'm like, I feel like you're making this only for me, you know? Yeah. I almost uh, bought uh, that Jedi Fallen Order game. The new game. Yeah. Because it's almost cheap enough to buy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's 30 bucks. And I want to see the story because it looks like it's just a good, fun story game. Yeah. And, I did. Uh, uh, I've been playing Tony Hawk like crazy. And I am legitimately like it's almost like when I play guitar, I'm building a callus on my thumb. Very cool. From fucking ollieing so much, I, and I'm I'm having a blast with it. So that's I'm we so watched, glad I bought that. We uh, had the all the a couple people in the backyard and watched the oh, movie. Yeah. Oh, what did you guys uh, watch the other night? We watched Chud. Oh yeah, uh, what is that? Uh, uh, can un, uh, cannibalistic humanoid, humanoid underground dweller. Underground- yeah, Which that's right. It's got Daniel Stern in it and the yeah. dad from Home Alone. Yeah, it's great. Uh, yeah, yeah, boy, it was awesome. pretty fun. And then uh, the color and the shape. The col- Some, Wait, uh, the Foo Fighters documentary? I might have a di- the, the yeah. Name I don't wrong. think it's called that. <laughs> but it's uh, Nick Cage like Lovecraft. Oh, cool! Uh, okay. Like this farm gets yeah all fucking cosmic horror up. Pretty fun. That's great. That's awesome. Fortunately, uh, all of our. Uh, roommates have cool significant others yeah so we just like kind of have a community where it's like it's our circle and then we just go outside and hang out so yeah i i i uh, zoomed i did a big zoom party with my friends from high school again last night and that was really fun and we did a fun thing where we typed in everybody's because all my friends own houses now and so we typed in everybody's addresses and then on share screen 
we'd go through and look at their houses and we're like, oh, this is cool. This is so nice. And then we put in my our fucking apartment and I was just like, uh, well, our apartment's very nice. It fits in all of your living rooms. Yeah. <laughs> it's twice your mortgage. Uh, but it was really so that was really fun. Uh, but anyways, wow, we're really John. We got to take a break and bring in our fantastic guest. OK. That sounds good. Oh, and we have a good sponsor this week, too. So make sure to listen to the ad. Okay, now we're, we're totally recording. Oh my gosh. This is where my theme song should go. Ba ba da ba 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 da ba ba. Lady HD. Hi, everybody. I'm Jen Welch. I'm a lady with ADHD. And I have a new podcast for ladies with ADHD. It's called Lady HD, a podcast for distractible women who have ADHD. But this is not a podcast that's all like, oh, here's how you be a normal person. By the way, there is no normal. Like, we all have varying degrees of difficulties, but like neurotypical, right? This is not about how to fit in. This is about celebrating our uh, divergent brains and all of their majestic glory. So uh, come along and join in to listen to me talk to other ladies with ADHD for fun times and fun talks and just lots of fun and it's gonna be fun. We're gonna have fun, okay? It's gonna be fun and we're gonna talk about stuff and it's gonna go all over the place, but it'll end at some point. At some point it'll end. So that's it, Lady HD, come on in weekly. Oh, and don't forget, the special episode's called What You Googlin'? What You Googlin', Lady HD? That is, um, I have 500 windows open on my iPhone Safari app, so let's go through them and figure out what needs to be closed. Featuring my producer, Tristan Miller. Say hi, Tristan. Okay, that's it, Lady HD. Every week. See you soon. Subscribe. Subscribe on iTunes. And, uh, don't forget to call your mom. Lady HD. And we're back. Ooh. Ooh. That was a good commercial. I think we got paid for that one. We did. We. I'm not fucking around. We got paid for that one. That was a Fuck real yeah. one. yeah. That's uh, sick, dude. Yeah, it's cool. It's been a while since somebody fucking gave us money. Uh, fuck you, pay me. Yeah, right? Thank you. Uh, speaking of fuck you, pay me, we have a fantastic guest today on the show. Uh, Hell yes. Now, listeners, of course, you know him as his uh, award-nominating uh, star turn in uh, the Chris uh, Lavinia Matt Sullivan uh, co-production of uh, the horror film Dead Air. You know, uh, everybody's talking about that. He also, I mean, I'm not not for nothing. Recently, was a guest on a friend of the show, a uh, fan of the show, a real NFR Casey McGowan's Autumn podcast. Which, if you're not listening to this, you gotta go listen to that. Um, and he is a member, uh, co-producer of the live show back when that was when we had live shows, and cast member of the wonderful uh, sketch uh, uh, group of uh, pals uh, with folks like Casey McGowan and them, uh, Clam Pals, uh, which you can find on YouTube. But ladies and gentlemen, go crazy for our guest Frank DiRigerio. Thank you so much. Oh, listen holy to shit! That. Thank you Frank. for having me, guys. Hey, they love you, being... you, man. They love yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for being on the show, dude. My pleasure. This is I needed this desperately. This is the closest thing to comedy I will have done. Uh, yeah, since March. This is excellent. Oh, I hear you. I hear you. Did I say? Did I say your name right? Is it Ruggiero or Ruggiero? Ruggiero. 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 Well, yes. listeners, you know, you'll figure it out. How are you, man? How's your brain? How's your heart? How you I'm feeling? feeling okay. It's it's day to day, but today yeah. the sun's shining, and I uh, went for a nice walk around town, nice. uh, my neighborhood uh, of 
Ocean Hill, Brooklyn, and uh, just sort of. Oh yeah. I, if I walk like ten minutes, I hit like residential Bushwick, and it's very pleasant. There's a lot of trees and sure. open space. So. I know the walk in town. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I've ever heard of Ocean Hill. It's uh, like the end of Bed Stuy. I, I live directly across the street from the Rockaway C uh, train stop. Yeah. There's a coffee shop across the street called the Daily Press, where comedy nice. happens sometimes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good it's, coffee it's, name. It is. It's a great coffee name. And yeah. it turns to a bar at night and it's a nice little uh, area. That's I like good. it here a lot. That's, that's great. So you've been, have you been in, are you, wait, first off, where'd you, where'd you grow up? Where are you from? I grew up in the village of Tuckahoe, New York in Westchester Whoa. County. Wow. Yes. That's cool. Yeah. How, yeah. Far, how far is that from like here? It is. So what I used to, before I moved to the city, I would commute in because uh, I went to college at Hunter uh, so we have our own little like Metro North stop and it was like a 45 minute, uh, train ride oh. into Manhattan, but I bad. figured out. Yeah. But now like for me to get there by train, I would have to take the subway like an hour into Manhattan and then, yeah, the yeah. but I figured this out recently. It's from my front door here in Brooklyn to the front door of my, the house I grew up in. It's like a, a 30 minute, $30 Uber. $35 oh. Uber. Yeah, oh, it's, so it's up by Smithtown. Oh, yeah. About, no, it's Long Island. Don't fuck. Oh. It's probably the Smithtown of uh, Westchester. Whatever Smithtown is to Long Island, Tuckahoe is to Westchester. That's I what imagine. we do. We, everybody says that, that Tuckahoe is the Smithtown of Westchester. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's on our sign when you drive in. Yeah. Okay, so Tuckahoe. Tell me, uh, big town, little town, what, yeah, what do we got? Is. It's literally a village. It's the oh. it's the size of it's oh. so small. Yeah, I graduated high school with sixty two kids. Oh shit, that is yeah. small. Wow. And it was mostly the same ones that I started kindergarten with. Very. Uh, oh, I love it. That's yeah, how yeah, I yeah, was. yeah. It That's was great. Your Tucker Bros. I like it. Yeah, all the Tucker Bros. <laughs> the Tucker. Well, yeah. The, yeah. uh, well, of course, we all know a lot of lot of lewd <laughs> signs from our rivals of the football games. Oh yeah, yeah I bet. Oh boy! What, yeah. Now, what was your team's uh, nickname? What were the Tuckahoes? The mascots. The tiger. I was literal. I was the mascot. I was the Tuckahoe tiger. Really? Oh, nice. Yeah. Also, that rolls off the tongue well. Yeah. Tuckahoe tigers. Sure. Alliteration, I think, is a large part of the, the mascot picking. Yeah, and that's why they let D. Rogerio be the guy in there because they love alliteration. <laughs> yep. Uh, <laughs> they, oh, I boy, I bet you wish you had that fucking costume now, huh? With the mask, that'd be fantastic. Uh, do you have brothers and sisters? I got a sister. Yeah, one younger oh, sister. Cool. Younger sister, cool. Big brother. That's nice. How much? How? What's your age difference? Just two years under me. Cool, cool. Yeah. Am I wrong? Tell me, am I wrong? Didn't I meet your dad once? <laughs> yeah, you and did. And then, like uh, a week later, I met your like your stepdad or your mom's boyfriend or something. Is this true? Or is that's this wrong? A, that's absolutely right. You met my dad at the Village Lantern because we were both on uh, the a Three show. Michelles stand-up yes, comedy fantastic show. Fantastic show, Allie the Brown Halloween show, time show. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, nice. It was Maps. a lot of fun. And then my dad yeah. showed up, and he was he was trying to buy everybody drinks, and generally. He was great. Uh, he was, yeah, he, uh, he enjoys, uh, being yeah. the dad that shows up and, oh, that's sure. just Frank's dad. He's that's saying, let, good... me, let me get you this. He's picking it up. Was... That's a good yeah. dad move. It, it is. It was so the funny dad because. dad just shows up and just starts getting all the kids drunk. Oh, yeah. That's my dad. To contextualize, he is, uh, twice divorced on his third marriage. Uh. Well, you know, so far. Doing, yeah. Well, that's, I was, uh, born <laughs> yeah. of the second one and I was the best man at the third one. <laughs> Nice. Hey, Third great. time's a charm, bro. Whoa. It seems to be <laughs> Maybe working. Maybe you'll be he the pastor at the fourth yeah, one. Yeah, see? 
Uh, so Reem, what is so funny, what I think about so funny about this, and I think of you every time I, I think of you, Frank, I think of this, because that was maybe the first time we really met or really got to know each other was that night. Probably. And I met your dad. Yeah. And then like a couple, like maybe a month or two later, I did Clam Pals. And yep. that was where your mom's boyfriend or something like that was there. And Bob. He was, Bob. But he was different. He wasn't the same man, not but people guy. were like, oh, yeah, I think that's Frank's dad. And I had to be like, that's not his dad. I know his dad. <laughs> but they were similar. They had a similar vibe. But it was funny to tell people to be like, no, no, no. I know Frank's dad. That's yeah. not Frank's dad. Me and Frank's dad go way back to three yeah. weeks ago at the Village It was Lincoln. just so funny. Like, Reem and I have known each other for a decade. I've never fucking met his dad or his <laughs> stepdad. None of it, you know? Uh, goddamn, that's great. I. Uh, so yep. growing up there, now, another thing I know about you, and we'll get to all the basics. We'll talk about sure. video games and fucking toys and shit. But Hell what yeah. I, I just know about you from social media is what was your, what's your deal with, didn't you, did you just go see celebrities all the time uh, when yeah. you were a kid? What uh, is this all about? Tell us about this. I can tell you a lot about this. Uh, it's a hobby I kept, and I am uh, partially embarrassed by it now at this juncture, but, you know, it's just a fun that, so what it is, is uh, I spent time in high school and first couple of years of college, like running around the city, just bugging people for like autographs and shit. Oh, I love mm-hmm. it. Yeah, it was, you know, it was something to do, uh, yeah. which I, I got into uh, via a family, like an uncle, but in the Italian way, where it was just my mom's friend's husband. Oh, sure. That's also uh, a very Midwestern thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, Some I feel guy like over a... 30, so you call him your uncle, even though I don't think he's related to anybody. <laughs> Yeah, no, he just, yeah. I see him Christmas sometimes, and he is yeah. older than me, and he's yeah, not my yeah, dad, yeah. so he's my uncle. Uh, anyway, he uh, got me into yeah. it, and uh, yeah, it was it was something to do, because I... It's I, very cool. It, it came it, from a place of, like, being a, just, I was, like, a big movie nerd, and I was, like, yeah. I would I would be the person to go online and, like, go on eBay and buy this stuff, mm-hmm. but I can't afford mm-hmm. it. And uh, so let me go get it myself. And it's cool. You get to meet some. I don't know if you can see the thing behind yeah, me. That's that's signed by Nicholson and. Uh, oh wow! The director. Yeah, it was cool. I got yeah. some cool him, stuff. He's got, yeah. Behind behind Frank for the listeners, he's got a one a really nice framed one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Uh, uh, God damn it! I should have said you had like a fucking like a what's the worst Nicholson movie? <laughs> you know, he's just got <laughs> a beautiful bucket list poster. Invaders from Nicholson. Mars. Yeah. Yeah. Just Nicholson, uh, more, more, no yeah, Morgan yeah. Freeman. Nicholson and uh, Sean Hayes. So who? Okay, so so I'll tell you, and I'm sure I don't know, Reem. I bet you'll back this up too. As just dumb boys from Iowa, I don't think there's anything. I think that's cool as shit that you got to go oh, see yeah. a bunch of fucking famous people and get their autographs. It was, Our fu- yeah. It, were so guys. what? Uh, what became the reason I stopped is because as I got older, I felt. Also, it is a community of people. It it's not exactly similar, but it reminds me of comics in that it is just a group of people who might not otherwise have anything in common but they all bond over this very one specific activity yeah. and they all go to the same like six places to do it and they're often sort of tough to talk to and sure 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 and you yeah. know dorky or in- introverted or whatever yeah and there's like a, an obsession to it and so i was going i was doing it and i was like in college and i started looking around and i was like a lot of these guys have been doing this this whole time i've been doing it but they're like 45 50 you know like yeah. and no 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 judgment here but i started no, to feel like because you see these guys and it's, you know sometimes it's just a grown movie star but like like other times it's dakota fanning or it's like some just sure. young and it's like yeah i don't want to 
were you because so okay so not dakota fanning i guess she's closer to my but like yeah. a, you know what i mean like this you like they're yeah, fucking you don't want to be dakota stanning you know yeah right <laughs> uh because like we talk about collections a lot on this show so like yeah. my curious thing about it is like was it would you go was the goal to find any get every autograph or was it like only certain people that you really liked or did you ever find yourself like talking to fucking somebody you didn't give a shit about and just yeah. get an autograph because that that's what happened because yeah i mean i think it begins the way it began for me was i was just like i want to go meet and i only would ever really go out of my way for people who i respected uh to some mm-hmm. degree or uh was a fan of but you wind up because you go to things like movie premieres or like film festivals and people are just walking mm-hmm. by and so, you know, they're standing yeah. there. You could uh, a lot because a lot of the guys that would do this uh, are people who do it for work. Like they get a bunch of stuff and they yeah. they sell it. It's 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 very it's kind of interesting. It's like a super mm-hmm. competitive like business. There's like certifications and there's forgeries yeah. and all this sort of and all, sure, sure. everybody's like seedy and like sort of like sleazy nightclub yeah. promotery. Uh, it's uh it's I a, love we- the idea a weird make- world of people. It's really bizarre. Make this movie, man. You have the intel. <laughs> Write this movie. It's like fucking uh, uncut gems. Yeah. So fucking- you know the you know the autograph. two the two little uh, dudes that keep bugging him in uncut gems. Yeah, 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 yeah. One of those is like an autograph guy from New oh, York that's City. So funny. Yeah. I thought you were gonna say you have one of their autographs. No, no, no. He's he's <laughs> just a guy that that used to do it. But and there's this. Yeah. You see them. There's this one guy. Uh, his name's Radio Man. And he, oh, cool. at Wait, some point in his Cuba life, Jr.? I am talking, yeah, this is the guy Cuba Gooding <laughs> Jr. Um, Radio Man is a dude who I, I think at some point was homeless. Oh, sure. Uh, but he would, he's like a, you know, got a big bushy beard and he rides around on a bicycle and he wears a big radio around his neck. Mm-hmm. And, and he oh, was okay. like, Makes sense. He's this guy that would show up places with, you know, the eight by tens or whatever. And all the, all the movie stars gravitated to it. Like they just would, like they'd, buddy up with him and they'd like yeah. get him hotel rooms and they'd put him in movies and shit so like if you watch certain Legend. movies like that are filmed in new york especially you this guy he pops up like here yeah. and there he's like in the departed for a second and l for a second uh That's radio man i'll have to call yeah, him movie I'll, man i'll send i'll send you a picture of him you can tweet it out and make a make a game yeah. of it we'll get him famous that'll People, be great he's already famous He's got like a documentary I mean, well, about yeah, it. Yeah, but I stuff. mean, you know, once yeah. he gets that nostalgic front bump, though, that's where you really nostalgic go. Nostalgic front <laughs> bump, he's going to upgrade to uh, yeah. Stereo Man. I don't know what, For what, sure. what, oh, yeah. what a leg up we from a radio is. I, man, I think that's so interesting. I think that's that really fun. cool. Who's, is there, who's, um, do you have any autographs that like, are you, what do you do with them now? Do you still have them somewhere? Are they in a book, yeah. like baseball cards or what do you do with them? So, so <laughs> some, of, some of them are in, yeah, some of them are in like a, you know, like a binder, which is like eight by 10 sheets. Some like that's, you know, I've got stuff that's yeah, framed yeah. On a the nicer stuff. Cause some of this stuff is more, yeah, on different pieces of memorabilia, what have you. I've got mm-hmm. some, uh, in quarantine I've been going through cause I have a large surplus of stuff that will never make it out of a folder in my closet. So I've just been yeah. selling it for like pocket change i didn't get any sure, of it sure, sure. with yeah. the intention of selling it but since i have it all it's like there's somebody out there who yeah. would maybe want a i don't know donnie Wahlberg autograph it's Buddy, i just have it here. i think yeah. i'm not i'm i'm being serious i think it's something because of your age i don't know exactly how old you are we'll guess later but i think there's That's something really interesting that that you have like a nostalgic <laughs> you have a bunch of autographs Hockey. from a very weird nostalgic time like 2000 two to 2011 or 12 or whatever is like a weird time yeah and so like make a book or something like that and be like 
Like a Donnie Wahlberg autograph on a fucking uh, whatever safe room poster or whatever the fuck <laughs> uh-huh. it is. I bet yeah. it's sick. Is sick. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing of it when I now I appreciate the the sign stuff more because in, in quarantine I've gotten very into aesthetics and decorating. I've been, you know, that's yeah. and I have all this stuff and I'm like sort of like making it look nice and whatever. But uh, back then I was really more f- going for the the photo with the person. Uh, oh, sure. Which I have a lot of, and I'll yeah, I'll, I'll throw that's back how I saw it. I'll I throw saw back Thursday at sometimes because the, yeah. and I, it's just the never in my life did I look grosser than I did. <laughs> and I have I have pictures with every like pretty much every hero of mine, and then a yeah. bunch of other people, and I look sweaty and fat and broken out in every. It's there's one photo of me and Al Pacino <laughs> where it's the worst photo of me <laughs> that's ever been taken. I'm wearing because so I had like. And it, it tracks all of my awful fashion decisions from that period mm-hmm. of my life. So it's like me and Al Pacino and I'm like wearing an oversized purple Joker t-shirt and a fedora yeah. <laughs> and I'm just dripping sweat because it was like the middle of August and I look like frazzled. He's promoting like fucking uh, he was doing, football movies. He was Jack and doing Jill. Sh- he was doing Shakespeare in the Park. I went to fucking oh, the middle of Central Park and waited He's for him to come like out of Richard the Sixth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Or whatever Shelly was doing. Oh, that's great. I'll send that to he, you guys after. Yeah, a lot of those it. pictures that's, are... Yeah. Uh, and I have it all on private albums on Facebook now because my friends used to like go dig them up and just comment on one and people would just yeah. start like, giving me shit about it. <laughs> totally, totally. <laughs> Buddy, do you, have, do you have that crazy narcissist thing that I have where you're like, well, one day I'll do Conan uh-huh. and he'll invite me over to the desk and then I'll show these photos of me and fat, you know, me and sweaty... Uh, Pacino. Yeah, I, I would show if I was on Conan, I would show Conan the picture of me and Conan. Oh, well, I, that oh, one nice. I think about all the time. I've got that's I you know narcissistic. I would like to uh, definitely clarify. I acknowledge it is such, but if I ever think you know to a, yeah. a point of of this where I become a success, I go this is an icebreaker. Yeah, to people you... who I would otherwise be nervous to meet. I go, hey, we met once before, yeah. and I was uh, seventy that's... pounds heavier than this. Reem, do you have anything like that? Do you have like your, if you were to, you know, what would the thing you would talk about on the show? Do you have anything prep like you that you think about? No, man, I don't have any funny stories, <laughs> man. I'd, I, I want to get I a couch invite, dude. I just do my stand up and get out of there. Oh yeah, you don't. Yeah, you 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 would say no thanks for that. You, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> like, you I, I was I wasn't prepared for panel. I yeah, you yeah. Get yeah. I want to go out on the high like, note of the set. <laughs> you get over there and Conan's like, uh, so Reem, how's it going? And you're like, going. Uh, and then you just start trying to figure out a pun. And then it's just me and the masturbating bear, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I always think about how if I was to do Conan and talk, like do panel, uh, when I was in like seventh grade, I think it was, we were at the lunch table and I told a thing that I saw Conan say last the night before. Like I made a joke about some pop culture thing and it got a huge laugh and this older kid who was like kind of a bully kid goes what the fuck is that that's like Regis <laughs> Philbin shit and I go no it's Conan O'Brien you idiot and it got a huge laugh and then he fucking stole a hat of mine <laughs> oh, I and made Regis a, died a bully. the real oh, bummer yeah. story yeah Regis is dead now huh what Thanks a bully a Jared you piece of shit Jared's got to oh, pay for this for what he did to Regis. Yeah. I'd love it if he listened. Who knows? That's a that uh, that would be an excellent panel moment. Yeah, like just a fun story where you're like, oh yeah, I was mimicking your bits then, and uh, yeah. you know, standing up for Conan. Uh, uh, oh yeah, I would get very reverent and weepy if if I was it was him in particular. 
You oh, think yeah. those guys like because uh, you know you always hear those guys talk about how the biggest thing that could happen would be Johnny Carson waves you over after the set. Sure, sure. I, yeah. I think if I killed to the point where he was going, I would be. Like, I don't want to. I can now. Fuck I can up. fuck it up now. I can yeah. remove all of the goodwill I have just earned by yeah. trying by trying to wing it about some shit that happened in the car on the way over or whatever. <laughs> I, that's, I think about shit like that because I, I love watching old Carson videos, especially like stand-up videos. And the way like Drew Carey and Ellen the first time, they just were so ready to be invited over mm-hmm. and talk and their adrenaline is through the roof. Um, and think about it like when you do have like a killer set on a show, um, think about right afterwards when you're like, I'm not gonna fu- I have no fucking energy to talk to. Yeah. Like I have no memory of what I'm doing or saying. It's like you're, you're yeah. flying high. Mm-hmm. So it's like, imagine you have to then continue talking to the most famous person on earth <laughs> in front of a, a billion people. It's yeah, I worry about that. I think about that shit all the time. Uh, goddamn. Okay, so you did grow up up there in in Tuckahoe. Yeah. What was your you were you obviously you were into like movies and celebrities. What was it? What else were you into? What was the, your shit when you were a little kid? I, I mean, it was largely that, like to the point where I almost made it my thing just because I, I didn't have you know i was the mascot and yeah. i i was not an athlete by any means all my friends sure. were i grew up you ever th- uh, think i don't know if this is a small town thing but I, I feel like a large part of the reason that i had friends in middle school is just i was too stupid to realize i was being bullied in elementary school <laughs> and they were and they were just like oh well he seems to be a good sport we'll let him, we'll let him hang that's funny that's i i don't I know that was a thing, but I, I just had a friend. Uh, so I think we actually grew up very similar, Frank. I grew up in a really small town. It was in Iowa, but still, I graduated with 120 kids. Everybody, like, the people I sat next to the first day of kindergarten are the same people I sat next to the day I graduated. Yeah. Uh, but I told my friends, because, like, we, I was a poor farmer, and my friends weren't rich, but they had a little more money, you know? And I talk about, I said something to my friends the other day. I was like, if I wasn't funny... You guys wouldn't have been friends with me. Like, I was just a poor, dumb, dirty kid. Uh-huh. I just knew how to make you laugh. And so I made best friends for life. Yeah. But I was like, and I we brought up names of kids we went to school with. I was like, if that fucker could have just turned out, figured out how to tell a joke, he probably wouldn't have shot at those cops later on. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, it's, I think about stuff like that too, how it's all just luck of the draw, you know? It's so weird. Yeah. And it's like, you, oh. you know, you start out, nobody's really a defines archetype in kindergarten. So, you know, you totally, got three yeah. years to just become friends on merits of whether or not you like yeah. each other. And then when this person becomes an athlete, this person becomes, mm-hmm. you know, a math guy or a math guy. Yeah. Or whatever it is you become. Uh, it was it be sort of like, you just started quoting b- the breakfast club. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Well, I... It used to be great. Cause you just became friends for life because one of them wore one kid wore a teenage mutant Ninja turtle shirt. That's all it sure. took. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, I remember my friend Ryan Garnian one day, uh, like we weren't friends. We knew each other, but we weren't really friends. I think he moved to our town and then we ran around recess. We, it was like one of those things where I don't know if this was a thing that happened to your schools, but we were in trouble. And when your whole school was like, if your whole class was in trouble, instead of having recess, you would just run around the playground the whole time. Um, and it was like a pen. It was like penalty. Yeah. 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 uh, I don't think they ever did it on an entire class wide basis, but. There yeah. was definitely well, yeah. punishment jogging, for sure. We, we, when we were punishment jogging, which I like that term, uh, we uh, talked about Star Wars the whole time. And he like wrote me a note when I came back into class like a couple hours later. He wrote me a note that was like, thank you for talking about Star Wars with me 
at, at recess today. It really was nice. <laughs> what a door. We, so we just became friends oh. because yeah. of that. That's great. Uh, yeah, it was great. Yeah, it's like this. Uh, it's too small of a group of people for there to be real cliques. So you're all just. Yeah. Uh, this, and then this... once high school, especially on th- when you had as many kids as you guys have, yeah. did you have that situation where did you just date everybody then? You I know what I, mean? I dated no one in high school. Oh sure, yeah, you were a big loser though. You're out there trying to. Meet I was fucking... the I was the buddy. James Gandolfini and stuff. You're too busy. For I winter. sure did meet James Gandolfini, sweetheart, <laughs> well, real sweetheart hard, of a man. It's hard for a tiger to change its stripes, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Reem, you take the lead for a minute. You ask him some shit about what he was growing up. Yeah. I need a drink of water. This is uh, so Reem and I have never really met before, so this is us. No. Uh, this you guys is our... will get along swimming. I know. I, I well, feel like we are. I'm just telling the listeners. Me and Patrick, well, we just decided, found out that this show become a uh, action figure podcast as well. Yeah, so yeah, we're uh, pivoting. I've got. Oh yeah, pivoting uh, hard. Who who were your like toy lines? So um, as a kid, I was very fond of. I remember the first uh, the things first toy that I can remember receiving that. Yeah. And I still have one of them. My grandmother got me a whole set of these little Star Wars things, and they were like this big. To, to mm-hmm. it's I'm holding up to be like a like I don't know a finger About space of inches. Yeah, <laughs> it's like two like two and a half three inches, and they were like on these little they were like silicon rubber on these little gray bases. Okay, and like she just like gave them to me one day in like a brown paper bag, and I was like, holy shit, these are cool. Uh, and I got was I had like Pokemon, but mm-hmm. now in my uh, to the point where I'm doing it as a you know. I don't go for the toys as much as I do for like the the shit that goes on the walls or like uh, oh yeah art records and books, but I do have some stuff. And I'm looking around the room. Every action figure I have is of a person who is at least 85 years old, if not dead. Like I've got I've got the guys from I got Richard Dreyfuss and Roy Scheider and Robert Shaw. There's <laughs> nice. there's a there's a Harold Ramis over there. I'll I'll grab oh, the Ramis. Is, is it Ramis Egon Ghostbusters? Yeah. Oh, sick! Yeah, I love that. Hell yeah! There's, uh, that rules. You got me on. Look, I'm I'm within arm's reach of a lot of these things. Like we got uh, Norman great. Cliff from Cheers. Very hey, I got that cool. sort of stuff. Yeah, these are cool. Like this sort of stuff. Now I've got uh, the, also, the pop, <laughs> Funkos. Uh, yeah, they're characters. Funkos are, are cool because these are iconic fictional get... characters. But yeah. I I refer to them by their actor names. So I'm like I have a I have a christopher lloyd action figure over there Uh, you're you're calling up toy stores you're like uh you guys got a ratzenberger and they're like what he's like i'm sorry do you guys got a cliff the mailman i need elliot gold yeah full sixth scale if you got it you're pissed as fuck on the phone with like a toy store i need elliot gold in a pop vinyl now from mesh yeah the movie not the tv show you stupid fucker (laughs) that's jamie farr you incompetent! Uh, I already have Jamie Farr. You know that. I bought it from you, Jeff. Because you also know this You're guy. You're the only really one who has these. Uh, on on eBay. So so Frank, the listeners know this, but yeah. so we'll tell you guys. I uh, I have been getting toys over. I I never was a collector when it came to toys. I collect other weird shit. You can kind of see. Me. Listeners aren't seeing any of this shit, but I have a yeah. shelf yeah. behind me yeah. that is like. I collect weird shit over the years, sure. but I uh, during quarantine, I I we have a listener that's that is great with has a lot of toys. He sells a lot of toys, so I got myself the four Ninja Turtles, nice. and then I started picking up other things and random stuff our other listeners have sent in. And so now we're just a toy podcast. Uh, yeah, we talked I've about seen, it at the I've top seen of the, the show. The toys, yeah. the toys yes, look yes. great. They're cool looking turtles. Yeah, 
And I have now, so now part of it for me is it's not so much, I don't have to own all these things. I like just looking at them, you know? So I go on eBay and just look at toys. And there's this great eBay listing right now for their two MASH toys, which I didn't even know they made from the TV series. Uh Mm -hmm. And the toys are Klinger, played by Jamie Farr, and uh, Alan Alda's character, but the toy is called Blonde Hawkeye. (laughs) Because it's Hawkeye Pierce with blonde hair. He never had blonde hair on the series. There's no reason for that. And it's not like somebody self-painted it. It's the actual toy. So at some point, they fucked up and made a blonde Hawkeye toy. You know, it's it's kind of fun just thinking about uh, all the unknown backstory that your four Ninja Turtles have Mm -hmm. to wind up on your shelf. Just like there's 30 plus years of four different turtles. Yeah. You know, those turtles, they didn't all come together. They just slowly came together to be your turtles. They're my turtle. And to me, they've always been the four, you know? Yeah. But they used to have lives with other turtles, I assume. You know? Other kids yeah. went on adventures. Maybe and one so of like, them was buried at the bottom of a box for years. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I love it. My yeah. Michelangelo, his head doesn't, it, like his Mush? head automatically turns backwards, which shouldn't even happen. There's no reason for it. But like every time, if you lay him down, every time you go pick him back up, his head's going to be backwards. That doesn't make any sense. What happened to him that made that fucking happen? Is it all like that a, partying, like man. All that partying. Fixture? It's not. It's it's like it's loose, which is fine. But then there must be. I wonder if it's a weight because of the the little knot for the top of the headband. Maybe. But it just maybe when you're not looking, uh, yeah. another turtle comes along and snaps his neck from behind. <laughs> yeah, it's a Toy Story situation, you know. Uh, goddamn. So okay. So do you remember you since you're a big movie fan? Mm-hmm. Do you remember the first movie you ever saw in the theater? Uh, I I don't remember seeing this, but I know it is the first one I saw because I was told so. Uh, The Lion King, the first, oh, yeah. the first first one that I remember seeing is Toy Story. Hell yeah! That was, and I remember that was the animated Lover. Lion King, right? <laughs> Donald Glover and Beyonce. I just went this past uh, year. People were like, "You got to go see a movie sometime." And yeah. I was like, I might as well see the Lion King. Man, well, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, you, oh, you mean these posters correspond to something? <laughs> the first uh, two Elton awesome. John music in uh... Toy Story. That's fun. That'd be a fun one. To I see. and I, the, yeah. Well, I was remember. in kindergarten. Yeah. And uh, I requested after the the scary toys came out. I was just like, I got to go to the bathroom again, again. Get me out of here. Yeah, I don't yeah, want. Yeah, I don't yeah, want to yeah, see yeah. those things again. I was largely a, a coward as a boy. Sure, sure. I still am. Yeah, I love best it. way it's to live. A great way to be. Live a lot longer. Uh, yeah. That's true. Did you um have you seen the John Mulaney and the Sack Lunch Bunch special on Netflix? You know, I haven't. Like a shithead. It's I've been It's very I highly recommend it. Yeah, it's no, good. I it's I, I'm yeah. sure I, I love him and I've had it recommended yeah. to me seventeen times uh, a day. There's there's a great sketch in it that is it's it's uh like marketing you know what's it called? Like you know where they show the movie to a bunch of people and then they ask them a bunch of questions about it? Focus group. And oh, yeah. it's like it's like a Pixar-y type kids movie, and it's all these kids that he's talking to them. And one of them's like, uh, they're like, now who did this voice? And this one kid who's great just goes, Mandy Patinkin. <laughs> <laughs> and Mulaney's like, oh, yes, it is me. How did you know that? And he's like, as soon as I heard him, I turned to the stranger next to me and said, that's our Mandy. <laughs> and Mulaney's like, hold on. You were sitting next to a stranger. 
And he's like, yes, I went to the bathroom several times during the movie. And at one point I came back and got in the wrong seat. <laughs> and then he's like, and then Melanie's like, did all of you use the bathroom several times? And this one girl's like, I went to the bathroom 25 times during this movie. And it's my favorite movie of all time. And I think that's such a dead on thing of children. Every movie I saw when I was a kid, yeah. I went to the bathroom 19 times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? That's so funny. Uh, and I was, that's. That's who I was. The, I was very uh, precocious about being able to pick out voice actors. Yeah, uh, I love it. it. You'll love that sketch specifically. It's very funny. Um, what were you like? Uh, so what? Hmm, I guess what I'm trying to ask is like, were you into cartoons and stuff like that too? Were you watching like you know fucking Hey Arnold and stuff, or were you just like, uh, did you kind of bypass that and be like, oh no, I'm a Francis Ford Coppola? Yeah, just fan. right, right. The <laughs> conversation, uh, the Deer Hunter was. Uh, my yeah, my yeah, my twelfth yeah. birthday party. We all we all gathered around the yeah. uh, VCR. Uh, no, I yeah, I was I loved cartoons actually. Before I started uh, stand up and you know comedy to that degree, uh-huh. I would mm-hmm. I drew. I was a like in high, oh, I would cool. do I took cartoon classes and right. stuff. But yeah, I and loved. Then once you started uh, doing comedy, you stopped drawing. You stopped. Drawing. That's what happened that's when I did comedy. That's no just draw like, at all. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's, like a it's one or the other. The, it's it like became, a reference to the empty shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It, beca- it became reduced to just doodling on bar napkins while I was waiting uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to go up. Yeah. But I loved, um, I liked like Scooby-Doo and Tom and Jerry sure. and the old Looney Tunes and stuff. I, yeah, some, yeah, some of the 90s Nicktoons I, I liked, definitely. I don't have the same like, you know, that hardcore nostalgia for them. But I loved, I definitely loved SpongeBob and uh, mm-hmm, sure. Angry Beavers. I always thought were really funny, Animaniacs. But yeah. uh, mainly cartoons wise, yeah, it was like Daffy Duck. Yeah, you seem yeah, like kind of like a, the, the way they call it, like the old soul type, you know. I, I that's yeah, I I would get that a lot. Yeah, I was chum, I, I was chummy with the teachers. Sure, they would always. Yeah, that's, yeah. I think that's why I, I would always be... get a kick out of going into class, and I think that's why I sort of leaned into it. But like when I was in like fourth, fifth grade, Nick at Night was oh, yeah. it was like Cheers. It was Cheers and, sure, sure, and sure. Wings, which so I would fall asleep. Oh, there's one night. Like a four episode block of Cheers, Wings starts. Norman Cliff mm-hmm. from Cheers are on Wings. I didn't, you know, that video of the of the guy who's like just dissed somebody and all his friends are b- jumping around behind. Yeah, him? that's how I reacted yeah. when Norman Cliff showed yeah, up. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I could blew my mind. Oh, I, I couldn't it. believe it. Uh, that I love that. That was probably okay. Hold on, I want to do a thing real quick. Reem, are you ready to take a guess at what year uh, Frank graduated high school? Uh, yes. Do you, you want me to say it if Reem gets it, or Not you want yet. to guess too? Uh, I'll guess as well. Okay. Reem? Uh, 2010. I'm going to say 2009. Frank? You like 13. the reveal? Yeah. Yes. 2010. Reem got it. Dang! That's good. It's been a while since you got one right dead the on. The Lion King math. Yeah, that I, I'm not it's good a, at Yeah, math, it's always the Lion know. King for... Uh... I... Okay, so what I'm thinking is that that same period that you were watching Cheers on Nick at Night, that so maybe like oh four ish, that was my freshman year of college, and I was watching Cheers and Wings on Nick at Night yeah. in my freshman in my freshman apartment, and huh. what I loved was there was so at the time, and I've talked about this to death on the podcast, but before Netflix and before streaming. Cheers was before my time. Like, it was on when I was a little kid, and I remember, you know, I remember when it ended and stuff, but it wasn't a show that I could watch readily. Yeah, it was before my time, after my bedtime. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. Literally, I associate uh, the Cheers theme song with going to bed. 
Um, and it's Sonos. Okay, so uh, my when I was my freshman year of college, Cheers was doing a thing on Nick at Night where it would run two episodes and then mm. two more episodes. But the first two episodes would be like from season two, right. and the last two episodes would be from like season six or whatever. Like two more so Cheers. I watched th- through a cycle. I watched the entire series that way and figured out and realized, you know, I paid attention. And then once the top two episodes, because then it would restart afterwards, once the top two episodes got back to where I started with the bottom two episodes, I was like, that's the whole show. I know everything that happened in Cheers. <laughs> and I remember feeling so fucking accomplished. You, know? you watched it from the inside uh, out from both directions? Yeah. That's, that's right. To where, so, like, literally I'm seeing Diane's stories and Rebecca's stories at the same time. And sometimes they would redo elements. Sure. And so you're like, wait a minute, he just had that same thing with Rebecca or with Diane, you know, it's really how many times did he fall off the wagon over the course of the, Oh yeah. Like five or six, you know, that guy, he's got demons, you know, he was an athlete. Those, you can't trust those fuckers. I can't even imagine. Uh, do you like wings? It's fun. Yeah. I love it. God damn. I don't remember. I don't remember it as well. It didn't stick in the craw as well as, uh, cheers did, but Reem, did you watch a lot of wings? Oh yeah. Wings stuck in the craw with me, especially when you get the little drummies. You know, mm-hmm, that's mine. Gotta, yeah, yeah, for sure. You gotta dig it yeah, out. No, I didn't. I didn't watch Wings. It I is funny because I, I, I was I off board. Forgetting... I thought that show was stupid because the pilot episode wasn't even called Pilot. Thank you. Sorry, those uh, are my wing bits. Retroactively, that that is stupid, yeah. and I hate Wings now. Uh, I keep forgetting <laughs> that Frank doesn't know Reem, so I keep watching your face while he's talking, and I'm like, oh, you don't know that this is like gonna be a joke right now. <laughs> like this is gonna be like a bit. <laughs> uh. I, I love wings because Amy Yazbek. Like, oh God! Problem child her. fame. Oh, I loved Amy Yazbek. Men in tights. Wife. Thank That's you. Right. Oh yeah. yeah. I, I just yeah. watched yeah. something. She's got with... the chastity belt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did I just watch her in? Oh God, something old and stupid. Probably. Uh, uh, so, so oh, like, is much like how I... Dracula Dead and Loving It? Sorry. Uh, oh, of course, yeah. Yeah. Uh, much like how I was too. Like, I was too young to really watch Cheers every week. Wings was, like, right in my wheelhouse of being, like, seven, eight, nine years old watching it every week. And uh, Frasier was on, but as a little kid, I felt like Frasier was for adults. Uh-huh. And yeah. Wings felt more like for me. So, like, I know everything about Wings. The way that people know everything about Friends and everything about, like, Seinfeld. And I do now. <laughs> I've seen all of Friends. I've seen all of Seinfeld, you know? But... I know everything about wings and fucking it's useless. It'd be funny you if know? you cur- curated like the way people on dating apps are just all about the office. I know you're married, so you wouldn't be on a dating app. You're like <laughs> right? wings. Just I, like I'm just I'm just looking for I'm just a lowell looking for my. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to tweet that that I was like, no. fuck, I couldn't remember well, any characters. My Stephen Weber. Samantha's a jo- uh, Joe. Uh, Carrie's a Brian. Uh, <laughs> Antonio is a, a fucking what? You get it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Where the hell are the wing gifts? Outfit. Yeah, exactly. I've never right? seen a single one. And they're they're great, great casts. Uh, you know, everybody from that cast is very, very good. Uh, oh, yeah. A lot of good careers. Uh, fucking Tony Shalhoub is like a superstar, you know? Spider-Man like, 3. Got almost. Yeah. Uh, Steven yeah. Weber, he was great. He's in that wine okay, so. movie, too, with Giamatti. You ever see Thank the you, yeah. the version of The Shining where Steven Weber plays Jack Torrance? And yeah, a... I have. It's, I've not seen yeah, it. I, I, I ask everybody, but whenever Stephen Weber is it, <laughs> yeah, it is good. It, it it's not well. It's like not a maybe it's not a better movie, but it's a better adaptation of the, the story. Shining. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, because it's the one that like Kubrick wanted. Um, yeah, I, I mean, like King. him. He's 
Yeah, yeah. Um, what was your okay? So growing up too with with all these movies, did you who was your favorite? Who was your first crush? Who was your favorite? Who's your favorite actors from when you were a kid? Do you have any of the? You have good answers for those. I uh, I think the first performer I ever really fixated on to a degree that it could be called fandom would have mm-hmm. been. Uh, I think it's and this is going way way back, but my mom, and I guess at this point my mom and oh my dad God, because they would have still what I. 100% hoped you were going to be like, the first performer I ever really had a fandom for was my mom. And it's just a really <laughs> heartfelt moment. Well, yes, but, but my my mother is uh, is Ellen Burstyn. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. She was that really great so in The Exorcist. The, I was like, hey, you. Uh, you know that um, moment with comics where every once in a while you do find shit out like that? Like, you're <laughs> yeah. like, oh, you know, this guy's uh, aunt is uh, fucking uh, Bernadette Peters. Uh-huh. Like, what? Yeah. Well, they really do work with Kathy. Thank you. That's my mother's name. <laughs> oh, good. I love no. it. With a C, I bet, huh? Oh, no. It's K. God damn it. Yeah, dude. My dad's Carl with a K, man. Kathleen. We, me and you got to go kick some ass together someday. I think, I think we've got some sort of uh, cop duo here. or uh, private. We got a chemistry with a K, buddy. Absolutely. Uh, okay, so who was your first for... What was your answer for that? Sorry, I... Uh, Abbott and Costello. Oh. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, did you That's watch a, a lot of the old like? Am I? Am I you got, did I chop up there for a second? Uh-uh. Uh, the movies. That's uh, and okay. <laughs> they did a lot of great work um, with Frankenstein. Yeah, well, that's the one. The one because I'm also a big dork for horror, and I I feel like if I were to like sort of genesis it back to one thing, it was like yeah. I don't know nine or ten, and we watched Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein, and uh, I found that's great. The two of them to be exceptionally funny, and uh, I loved the monsters. It took me, you know, I was scared of the monsters, the Wolfman yeah. in particular. Yeah. But uh, well, they play really well off of Frank Sagan because yeah, he that's... has that deadpan delivery. <laughs> yep, <laughs> that's right. He's the... a perfect straight man. Yeah. Hi, uh, Reem. Reem, did you you watch a lot of Batman and Costello? No, not really. I... Uh, yeah. Old comedy. I was more of a uh, stooge kid, just because. Yeah. Uh, Turner Broadcasting owned like so much Three Stooges and then would play it with all of the uh, like Looney Tunes throughout the day. Yeah, I I didn't I mean, I knew of Abbott and Costello when I was a kid. There was some like channel. It was because it was before I had cable or before we had satellite as a kid. But some channel would always play Abbott and Costello on like Saturday or Sunday mornings. And Mm. so I'd seen a lot of it. But when I was little, I was like, I don't know. Fine. It's black and white. It felt old. Also, Um, they have the cats. MGM, I think, made uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Abbott and Costello cats. Oh, Alley was cats? it a cartoon? Yeah, it was. Yeah. They, they were like uh, like those Merry Melodies kind of. Uh, oh, I like yeah. that. Yeah. I, I started earlier in quarantine in one of the weird depression phases of this whole situation. Uh, I wa- got into watching a lot of Abbott and Costello YouTube videos. Yeah. And uh there's one sketch that I had never seen, never heard of, because everybody talks about like who's on first and stuff. Yeah. But there was one where they're at a diner and they're trying to order, and like uh, Abbott is like, "Don't we don't have enough money, so don't order anything." But then every time the waitress would come over, she's like, "So what do you have?" And he's like, "I don't want anything." And Abbott's like, "Come on, you gotta get something." And he's like, "Nah, that's okay." And he's like, "You gotta order something. You gotta." And he's like, "I'll take a ham sandwich." And he's like, "What are you doing? I told you not to order." <laughs> and and it just keeps building, and it's literally the same joke, but the way it builds, it's so fucking funny. 
And it's funny today. It's I mean, if that was on fucking SNL, you'd piss your pants laughing. Yeah, you know? no, it, it holds up for sure. Yeah, I like that. And so, and the horror element then, did you get into like the old universal horror movies then? Yeah, I got the yeah. Wolfman on my fucking thumb. Oh, sure, right here. Yeah, It's yeah, just a yeah. stick. Nice, Tom but, Cruise uh, mummy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I like those guys. Like the... The Wolfman's my favorite, but I like the creatures from the black. I like them all. Yeah, I'm a I'm yeah. a big. And now we're it's when the weather gets like this, and uh, it's going to oh, get yeah. to be October and shit. I'm just uh, all about all it. I've, got, I've got nothing to do but decorate. I'm just going to turn this room into a haunted house and and stay and stay <laughs> nice, inside. Nice. Yeah, I don't yeah. Me and my girlfriend are figuring out a list of uh, thirty horror movies to watch in October. So that'll be fun. Well, hey, I, uh, I highly recommend that list. Shutter. Sorry, go ahead, Patrick. Yeah. Oh, oh we, we say... got Shutter. We just watched. Uh, no, Chud was on Amazon Prime, but uh, mm. the color in the space. Did I get it right? The Nicolas Cage one. I watched that a couple nights yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty What'd gnarly. Pretty gnarly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, love, that's a good application a good, uh... of the way Nicolas Cage is now. Yeah. Also, uh, Lovecraftian horror seems to work really well in the world right now. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, you know, just yeah, it's good. I was good I was gonna suggest too. you guys Yeah, it was, I was very pretty suggest looking. you guys watch uh Dead Air, the Chris Lavania <laughs> oh, yeah. project. I cannot uh, in good conscience recommend that you watch that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> the uh, uh so that is a huge blind spot for me in my and my nerd nostalgia and whatever you want to call it, nerdy whatever mm-hmm. the because i don't like horror stuff i've never liked horror movies i've never got into them and so that whole genre of like the mummy and the frankensteins and all that stuff i just have no reference point for it um and so like i think it i think it's cool it's just like everything else like i love the teenage Mutant Ninja turtles yeah so i respect and love that somebody else loves this stuff i just missed it and it's and it doesn't tantalize me to want to go in and like go into it now you know i think of course. it's cool Oh, I, like I, I think it. it's cool because I think uh, more than any other genre, it has like a huge, like devoted fan base. That yeah, well, like Fangoria and, and everything. Yeah, yeah, and, and then and then on top of that, that uh, makes it uh, really cool. Is it's it's so uh, it's like the punk rock uh, genre of film as well because there's so many just like low budget people that like make a horror movie that just like blows up. Yeah, and then, and then gets huge. So yeah. there's a lot more people just throwing shit at the wall and out there doing their own thing than a lot of other yeah. stuff. Well, yeah, that's the thing sure. that so, someone else made this observation a couple years ago, or maybe a year ago on Twitter, but about how there's like Bloomhouse is all about producing and helping young directors and writers make these crazy horror movies with like a, with help, and how there isn't that for comedy, and it's kind of a bummer. Because then for a comedy to, like, get made, it takes so much more work and stuff like that. And it's a shame. Like, yeah, somebody like really Judd think... Apatow does help, but he helps the people in his camp, you know? He's not helping just some random writer-director, you know? The for the most part, I think is. comedy movies are kind of uh, dead compared to yeah. how they used to be. Like, we used to get the, you know, there was, like, a studio comedy. If you look, look at, like, the big names in the 90s, there was a mm-hmm. Sandler movie every summer. And a Jim yeah. Carrey movie every summer, and it was just built around the star. Same thing as like what they did with Murphy in the eighties, and mm-hmm. and nowadays it's like those mm-hmm. comedians. It's it's people getting series for like twelve episodes mm-hmm. and stuff like that. It's like 
Yeah, what we was the don't... last? What was the last real huge comedy that was good F- film? Yeah, that was like actually that held up and everything. Like I know Bridesmaids is like a fun answer, but that was fucking eight years Blocker, ago. Or blockers was pretty good. I like Blockers. Blockers, blockers is really yeah. good. Yeah, uh, and stars our friend uh, Andrew Lopez is in that movie. It's more so uh, that like comedy uh, permeates like. I think the funniest movie I saw in the theater is Thor Ragnarok in the last totally. like Ragnarok you know, was so fucking funny. Yeah. Exactly. Ragnarok so you get you get a lot more like there's just so much comedy in like the big blockbusters now. Yeah. Or even like you, like a something like Tag or Hide and Seek, which is like a comedy yeah. ostensibly, but it's also an action movie. Like they yeah. got Ed Helms doing backflips and, and throat totally, yeah. totally. people or whatever. But actually yeah. Sorry, I was gonna say uh, no, go Pop ahead. Star was an excellent comedy oh. that came out in theaters. Yeah, yeah. That's probably the last Wait, great comedy that came out in movie theaters. Are you and about what, the what we Island do in the movie? shadows was which one Wait. was first? Yeah, the uh, Pop Star with Andy Samberg never stopped. Yeah, never yeah. that movie's f- phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, and what we do in the shadows is phenomenal. But and but those we, are two I, of the of the decade that I can think of, yeah. like that are and MacGruber. Like, but MacGruber actually is not the decade oh, anymore. MacGruber is forever ago. Yeah, well, it's twenty ten. It made it in. Even those though aren't. Uh, I, I guess what I'm looking for is like, like what we do in Hangover. the shadows can't be looked at as the same as like no the way the fucking like uh, Ace Ventura was. You know. Yeah, it took me like four years to th- see what we do in the shadows. Most people, yeah, probably haven't. It's still it's like a cult movie still. It's even so with good. a TV my, show. I think you now know, now it is you, getting yeah. its due. Uh, and that's, oh, that's the same guy that made Ragnarok. So that's like he's good yeah. at yeah. taking yeah, taking other things and making them uh, comedies. Yeah, so that comedies uh, in and of themselves don't need to be. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, like, uh, let's pack it in, fellas. I mean, yeah. <laughs> the other thing I wanted to ask about was, uh, uh, okay, so now, so we've talked about your growing up and your fucking, you know, your weird thing where you're actually like an old man or whatever the fuck, <laughs> you like Richard Dreyfus a lot. Uh, what? How are you doing through this whole goddamn? quarantine and everything how, how, how have you been are you are you with people or are you alone or what's what's going on there? i've been okay how's your brain how's your heart i feel pretty good i uh and yeah. I, you know it goes day to day now nowadays when i get bummed out it's less about the current situation mm-hmm. and more about mm-hmm. thinking about well why, when will i ever be able to uh resume being the way that i was enjoyed to be be yeah, like yeah. The verb be like you know do things will it ever happen yeah yeah and who knows but day to day you know i uh i've been drinking on but manageable like i i <laughs> i've also because i've been in equal measure uh i exercise i try to anyway and then sure. and then to not to bring it back to this because that's all i've been talking about all episodes, i just watch movies and uh yeah and i go for walks i've got some friends nearby with stoops we drink i've and i've what? been lately i'll go to you know I've sort of sussed out what bars seem to be doing the outside right. thing well, the best way. And I go, and so I've been, I've the human connections been on a sort of uptick, and so I'm feeling better. That's great. Yeah. That's what what uh, like movies uh, did you watch this weekend that you dug? Uh, so last night, I, I sort of have this weekly Zoom movie night with some buddies of mine. We've been doing uh, throughout this like Saturday nights. So oh, that's we'll really sort cool. of like we program. We'll do like. We have a Zoom where we have like a happy hour Zoom and then we pick like three movies and we watch them and then we have a Zoom and talk about it and then, you know, cool. make a night of That's it. Awesome. Last night, we only got to two last night because we started late, but we did. Uh, and the first one wasn't really remarkable, worth mentioning, but uh, 
The second one was a movie called The Trip, which was made in like, it was the 60s and it was, I think direct, I don't remember who the director was, but it was written by Jack Nicholson and it stars Peter Fonda and Bruce Dern and Dennis Hopper. And it's basically like, it's pre-Easy Rider where the whole movie is like, Peter Fonda's a guy who's like 35 and he's like, I'm bored. So he's like, he goes to the doctor who gives him acid and then the, the, the rest of the movie is just his acid trip. And it oh, becomes nice. this weird sort of like almost like it's not great, but it's fun to watch because of who those guys are. Yeah. I always enjoy just watching. Like, I don't know if you guys have this. I let movies get away with a ton if I like the people in them. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. It's one of the so, things I think like Internet culture has ruined is just, uh, you know, the whole like looking for every problem you can in the movie instead of just like it's my least favorite type of like a snarky guy taking down a movie on youtube is my least favorite type of comedy that that exists especially when you can tell that there's no teeth in it like i i'm fired there's there's no there's no reason for it it's one thing if like for instance we've talked this to death on the show and i don't know where your stance is but like i really didn't enjoy the last star wars movie and i was really sad about how i didn't enjoy Mm -hmm. it and so i got off on watching a lot of different nerdy star warsy youtube people talk about why it's bad but then i'd watch one where it's just some dipshit being like and then this happened and there and it's like well no you're just shitting on a movie yeah yeah, like, yeah. i don't and they all have that same I voice i don't that want you that just... i want to know <laughs> why our stories didn't work and stuff i think that's interesting and and so uh i i don't watch a lot of old movies like a like a, a movie from the 60s or the 70s I don't really get into them too much, but I watched The Thing for the first time uh, a couple weeks ago. Oh, that's an all-timer. Yeah. And it's one of those movies that, like, I literally, I tweeted, I'm about to watch The Thing, and it got, like, 90 fucking likes. It's, or you mean the, like, the it just Kurt Russell up. one? Yeah. yeah, it's it's one of those, it's one of those, like, undeniable movies that everybody loves, and I thought it was funny that I had gone mm-hmm. without so long without seeing it, and of course I loved it. Mm-hmm. And so, then that's, like, the early 80s, but I just don't watch That's a lot of... That's one of my of, favorite movies, yeah. Yeah, it's so good. But I just don't watch a lot of, like, I would never go for the trip, even though I like Fonda and I like fucking right. uh, Dennis Hopper and everything. Yeah. Um, I mean, so this is one, like, these particular dudes that I do this with are very similarly inclined to, like, just go for deep yeah, cuts style. and sort of, like, watch things that might not wind up being good, but let's sort of find out. Because we're doing it every week, you yeah. know, it's not, and not everything's going to be a hit, yeah. but... Uh, There's a... Yeah, yeah. I like that a lot. Do you guys rank them and stuff like that? No, not really. We keep it. So it's actually an extension of a thing that we would do in person. Uh, these are to uh, give some context without droning on. These guys are my mom's best friends from childhood. They're kids. Mm-hmm. So like our moms are oh, the cool. same age. We're the same age. And one of the, one of these guys has the dad who got me into the autograph thing that same oh nice oh. Okay. and then yeah, yeah. It's, so like it's this. me and these two guys and then one of their buddies from high school and we met at like somebody's mm-hmm. high school graduation party and we started doing this thing where they would come up to my house in tuckahoe where i had this like sort of den that was like mm-hmm. i had all like you know all my sign shit on the walls and there's just like all my movies were around and we made yeah. like a night and a day we would you know get snacks and as we as we got on it became you know we got booze and like things sure, sure, like yeah. that involved but we would just sort of program like great. a mini film festival in my house biannually mm-hmm. a couple times a year anyway and uh yeah so now we've just been doing so we've seen a lot of things together to the point where we cool. sort of like a balance of we'll watch this you know old prestige 
uh, Burt Lancaster thing or whatever, and then we'll watch yeah. something like Amazon Man, Junkies from maybe, Planet Six or you know a thing like that. Maybe it's just because I'm a creative person who no longer has a real creative outlet, yeah. and I don't talk to a lot of people other than my wife. But like every time we do these episodes now, Reem, everything the guest says, like that whole thing you just said, that's a fucking movie, man. <laughs> that's yeah. a book. Right, that's right. I don't now, know. I don't it's, be dour, it's just four white guys sitting this, around being shitty about the uh, about. But fucking imagine Agnes that Varda. one of them. I don't wish this, but imagine one of those buddies dies, and then you gotta fucking go through the story of it. That's a fucking. Uh, Cass- what's that guy's Cassavetti's movie right there? Ca- Cassavetti's is the guy. I'm I'm staring right at it. I've got a whole shelf here with all the, the Blu-rays and stuff right off. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I have a box set of his stuff directorially. I have not seen any of it. It's one of my blind spots, and I've been waiting to tear into it. Uh, but also, I know his stuff is pretty bleak, and I, I'm sort of waiting yeah. for a day when I'm like, <laughs> where it won't I just love that you say that. Like you know, stuff me down into yeah. despair. But I over quarantine, yeah. and I, I think you have this too. I have mm-hmm. become like he has risen to probably top five actors. Peter Falk, mm-hmm. holy shit, one hundred percent. Because mainly 100%. Columbo. Are you? You're yeah, a Columbo guy, right? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. on Amazon Prime too, but with ads. Oh, uh, sick. Okay. But I found this out recently. Uh, you know Robbie Goodwin. Yeah, he yeah, pointed yeah. this out to me. If you uh, in Europe. Episodes of Columbo were released as movies in theaters, oh, sure. and they yeah, would yeah, yeah. get a uh, theatrical like poster artwork done. And so, if you go on eBay, oh, you can cool. find. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, <laughs> and there's three of them on there now. They're each like a couple hundred bucks, and the next yeah. the next time I have the means to do so and a, a blood alcohol level high enough, I'm I'm buying one of these. Yeah, I'm gonna buy one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love one it. One of them uh, the... has Cassavetti's in it. He's like on the poster. He was a guest star. Yeah, there's a great episode. So I did this thing that was funny because there's a great episode where I don't. So you were talking about Cassavetes. Yeah. I don't follow Cassavetes. I don't I, know. I mean, I haven't seen any I've of his seen, stuff as a director yeah. at all. I have, but I have I've the seen set. A, yeah, I've seen a couple and I know him as a reference point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know the whole thing about like the whole steady sings about him a lot. So they're a band I love. So I've refer, I know his references, but I, uh, there's an episode of Columbo. It's like the second season's premiere mm-hmm. and Blythe Danner's yeah. in it. And in it, she's pregnant with Gwyneth Paltrow. So there's a scene where you see her yeah. on screen, and I took a photo of it and tweeted it out about how Blythe Danner's pregnant with Gwyneth Paltrow on this. It has to be because of when everything yeah. added up. And a bunch of people tweeted back at me and were like, oh, Nick Cassavetes in that too? Or whatever, hmm. John Cassavetes? Yeah. And, and I didn't even know that the other guy in the scene was Cassavetes. Yeah, he's, like, I didn't he's, even know what he's he so good like. in it. He's in Rosemary's Baby yeah. also, but... You yeah. know who directed that episode of Columbo? It, it's uh, was it either Gina Rollins or Ben? Why well, no? It was, who was it? fucking Coach from Cheers. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it was Craig T. Nelson. That's right. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Ben Gazaria directed an episode of uh, Columbo. Also, that's really fucking sick. If you want to watch a weird thing, especially if you haven't seen all of his movies and you don't really know their dynamics mm-hmm. yet, there's a great YouTube video where. Ben Gazzara, John Cassavetes, and Peter Falk are all guests on, uh, oh, God, what's his Dick, name? That guy who used to interview Dick everybody. Cavett? Dick Cavett? Yes. I love Dick. And they are, they're obviously lit up on something. Mm-hmm. And they are just bullying the fuck out of Dick Cavett <laughs> for an hour. Can you send that and to Dick me, Cavett please? Dick Cavett is saying, it, uh, Dick Cavett at one point is like, uh, 
they say something to him and he just looks at the camera and he goes, this, this right here is exactly the reason I never joined a fraternity in college. <laughs> and it's so funny. And it's so great to just see the way they treat him. Dick Cavett rules. Uh, but also horrible. It's so rude and mean. And you're like, Jesus. Oh, is it, is it like tough to, he's not in on it? You gotta watch it. Okay. It's hard to. I, I don't want to spoil. I don't it, have but too much of a stomach just... for like squirm stuff, but that I will watch yeah. because I like those guys. He gets some good wins with some big laughs, but it's still you just get the impression that, especially Casavetes and Gazara, that they're just huge fucking assholes. <laughs> and then Peter Falk just plays it real quiet and like soft. Yeah. And so then he be- he is being an asshole, but he's not the one saying it. So you kind of give him a break. I think Falk was probably uh, good dude. Have you ever him. seen the In Laws with him and Alan Arkin? No, everybody talks about it. I can't find it anywhere. It's, uh, I've got the Blu-ray. I don't know if you have uh, the means to watch it, but I'll, I'd be happy to lend it to know. you. Uh, it's it's really really good. Yeah, I've seen the Michael Douglas one. Yeah, <laughs> they remade it a couple years ago. Uh, Albert Brooks was in that one too, which I haven't seen that, yeah. but that's I. Uh, he's another guy I have a a, a, yeah, a, a big great. fondness for. Reem, do you watch any of these old movies? No, not really. Yeah, it's so hard. There's too I only many. watch this stuff because I get on runs. I get like, I'll watch a weird ass YouTube video, and then I'm like, okay, I'm gonna watch every Albert Brooks movie I can find now. And then I'm like, oh, I love some of these. You yeah. know, defending your life. But like, it's so hard to be like when you're scrolling through. It's so hard for me to like. I never would have picked defending your life on a streaming service. But I watched a YouTube video where somebody I respected was like, oh yeah, it's one of the greatest movies of all time. So then I watched it and I fucking loved yeah. it. You know, um. But anything after, whereas like, if a movie came out in pretty much like 98 to now, I'll, I'll I'll probably give it a shot way quicker than anything that came out prior to like 1995, you know? That makes sense. Just because it's how my eyes are, you know? It's how my brain I get you. Yeah, I get, I mean, I get general, I've been, and it's been worse and worse uh, in quarantine, but I get like decision-making anxiety. So oh, where yeah. I'll be like, oh, I'm going to watch whatever, this title, and then I'll go, Wait, I'm going to watch this. I haven't even seen this yet. I should watch this first. Yeah. And then I go, eh, it's it's dark out. Maybe I should watch something spooky. And then I go, eh, or maybe I'll just start a TV show. And then I don't do anything. Yeah. And then I put on Scooby Doo mm-hmm. and fall asleep. I do that. And then Reem, what I always end up doing is when I have problems is I just find Toy Galaxy, this YouTube channel we love. Yep. Uh, I just go watch fucking 40 of his videos in a row. And it's like, I was going to watch a fucking Oscar winner. <laughs> <you know? laughs> yeah. That was my yes, goal. Absolutely. And I'm just watching this dude I like talk about fucking manimals, you know? <laughs> uh, but I think, especially because, like, of how we're all handling it, I, like, that is what I'm needing right now, is I'm needing these kinds of things. Uh, and I don't know why. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't get it. I don't tip, I, today, I, more so than I have in a while, indulge myself in just some absolute mindless internet stuff. I read a bunch of... Uh, I, this is my favorite thing to read on Reddit is uh, wedding assholes, like people being oh, shitty sure. at yeah. theirs or somebody else's wedding. And it just sort of gives me a a level of rage that is I'm just removed enough from that it doesn't make me actually mad. But I, I feel all the all the good things about like, oh, fuck that person. What an what a yeah, what a fucking yeah. asshole. <laughs> like, I love that. I, lo- I love that, too. Uh, well, Reem. What say you? You want to ask the last one we always go to? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, uh, back back to Tillahoke or whatever the fuck that town's called. I've been led right, to believe right. it's um, going to be snack based. Yeah, yeah. Reem, when you make got? it back to town, uh, we always love to know. Like, is there a uh, restaurant uh, that you like going to? A comfort food you have your parents make, or like a uh, 
like a specific like snack food uh, you always needed growing up or growing up. I was a big, uh, the, the majority of my snacking would have been done. I had a, a a blockbuster in walking distance. And so I would go, I'd pick up, I'd pick up four tapes at least and get like the the bucket that you just put in and it would fill itself up with its own popcorn. And I'd get like yeah. Charleston Chews or uh, uh, like yeah. movie theater candy. But uh, restaurants wise, the Tuckahoe actually is having a thing now where it's like in enough of a proximity to Manhattan that like young people who just sort of have careers in Manhattan are settling down uh-huh. in Tuckahoe. And so sure, they sure. are putting in all sorts of like there's like a really great craft beer bar. There's like these like gastro pubs, like a nice Italian joint. Mm-hmm. Like there's the dining is actually excellent. And so there's a place that's great that opened up. I don't know, probably when I was freshman year of college, it's a, it's an Italian joint and they have, uh, it's not a snack. It is an entire, uh, veal chop, but it is the best one of those that I've ever oh, had. Wow, it's like wow. shiitake mushrooms and like a brown sauce. It's uh, fucking phenomenal. Toscana. Sounds oh, amazing. And to give you a snack, there is a, my first job was, uh, as a cashier at the Dairy Mart, which is the was the mom and pop like three aisle grocery store in uh-huh. town. That was that yeah, was yeah. a mainstay to the point where my grandmother worked there and my dad worked there. And then nice. I worked there. And it's just like you make coffee, there's bagels, and then you know, you banter at the oh, cash register. But we would get uh this particular donut, like a fried color. Uh oh, it would come from this particular bakery uh, and it's the best donut I've ever had by a uh, Tallahassee mile. Reem, are you familiar with Pella bakery at all from when you were in the morning? Yeah. Yeah. Those fuckers. When I lived in Boone, this is all Iowa talk. When I lived in Boone, I would eat those fucking letters every morning and they were so fucking good. Tasty. And I forget it. I forget that they exist because like a lot of stuff, a lot of different, you know, whatever, bakeries all make similar stuff, but I've never got anything that was as good as those ones were in that respect. Dutch letters. Yeah. Are you guys from the same spot in Iowa? Not really. I'm from the but, middle. I mean, He's from in, the side. Yeah, I'm from the southwest. It's just like, and then our friend Gideon Hamburger is from uh, the the southwest, or the southeastern mm. side. So, like, in the grand scheme, Sure. But all of our little things are different. Like, you know, like I got all Nebraska media, Gideon got all Illinois media, and then Reem got all Iowa media. So it's like the very different, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, oh, golly. That sounds I, – I've never – I mean, the whole idea of veal makes me want to die. But uh, I do love the idea of those fucking – of a nice – Fried crawler or any sort of donut situation. Yeah, is, yeah this thing uh, was really boy, I've been... special. I, and I would work there. I would have to, the opening shift, if you were opening, was like you'd get yeah. there at 6 to open at 6.30 or something. Mm-hmm. And so I would set one aside uh. for myself and I'd make the coffee and I'd just have it and I'd banter with the moms. It was like the same 40 customers every single day. So it was like one of those yeah, spots. Yeah. Well, sounds great. Yeah, it was fun. It was a we, good first we... gig. I remember that when I worked in college, I worked overnights at a gas station and there was a thing where when it was like 5 a.m. before the morning rush started coming in, I would do this thing. I'd go start all the coffees at the same time so the whole place would smell like coffees. Yeah. And I'd open the donut. I mean, maybe it was bad in retrospect, <laughs> but I'd open the donut case doors so that the smell of the donuts would start getting out there. And then like while I'm checking in the, you know, the rush, 
of customers, I would have a nice hot co- or a cappuccino, and then I would have like a long john with the white cream inside and stuff like that. Mm. And it's is again, and when I think about it, one way it was this morning terrible job after eight hours of overnight. And I was helping people who were always assholes. But then there's, if I think about it the other way, it's like, ah, oh, God, how good was that cappuccino uh-huh. fucking uh, long john? Yeah, morning, absolutely. You know? For free. I was never paying no, for that No, of course stuff, not. You know? yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you guys remember the Cronut? Remember when that was like first the biggest thing, you know? Yeah. I used to walk by you that place on my way to work yeah. when I used to work, you know, that bakery would be on my commute. And, yeah. Uh, I... That was when I first moved here, and I worked this terrible scam job for this, like, cell phone company in Sunset Park. Mm-hmm. But one of the things was our boss was, like, super rich, our, our the guy that ran the company, and he lived near it. So he would always bring them in. So, like, it was at the time when, like, blogs were being written that were like, have you heard about this new thing, the Cronut? And we were eating them every morning. <laughs> and it was like, though it's, again, the whole job sucked. Every fucking thing about it blew but I still would, if I look back at it on it one way, I'm like, yeah, but I got all those goddamn cronuts that yeah. kicked ass. Was it, you know? uh, did it live up to the fuss? I, I never loved, tried one. Oh, I loved it. And now you can get them anywhere. Like, literally, Duncan has a cronut now that I still think is very good. Probably is. Um, Duncan's good stuff. But, yeah, it's it's got good stuff. What I wish Duncan had that they don't have, and maybe I should discuss this with one of our more Boston-centric guests, but uh, they don't have a white cream donut. With the in the inside, or like a long john or something with white cream. Is that it's right? All Boston cream, or yeah, you can't find any. Or maybe they just don't put them out. Oh, I'm sorry. Is is the ones I is a to. Boston cream different from a white cream? Yeah, I'm talking about like a white cream, like a almost like a. It's like a white cream. Boston cream is like a. I don't know. It looks like fucking a custard. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and so my wife just knew <laughs> the first like, time she's answered it. <laughs> I love it. That's so fucking. My wife worked for Krispy Kreme when she Krispy was in Krispy Kreme so. is really good stuff. Krispy Kreme. Yeah. They just opened one up in Times Square. Great time. <laughs> <laughs> we need uh, them now damn. more All than right. ever. Uh, I'm hungry as fuck. We got to yeah. get this wrap this up now. Uh, Frank, thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks so much for having me. This uh, was a blast. Fantastic. Yeah, it was very fun having you. Long time coming. Ever since the first time I saw you post one of those weird-ass celebrity <laughs> photos, I was like, I want you on because I want to talk to you about it. Because no matter what, as a kid from Iowa, like Reem said earlier, our famous people were the guy that was like the meteorologist uh-huh. and shit. Yeah. You know? And so, like, speaking of, of Jack Nicholson, when they were shooting about Schmidt, I saw we were my mom and I were at an intersection when they were shooting a, a scene in Omaha. Uh-huh. And like that, I was, I didn't even see him. I just saw cameras, and that was I like mean, my cool story for us. That story, guy, you know? I mean, he because he is he's famous anywhere. He's the most famous person here or totally. anywhere. Yeah. That's the one. Like yeah, I would yeah. see a lot of people, and I would get you know giddy. But there were a few people who yeah. almost left me like dumbfounded, and he was one guy. Yeah, because it's just it was yeah. like exactly like sunglasses at seven p.m. cigarette, being cool. Mm. He was so cool. Like he's one who I guess. Do you, can you answer then who is the most famous person you've ever seen? Or would that be ridiculous? I mean, I feel like it's, it's that's relative, but I mean, it's hit, probably him, right? Or like, you know, Bruce yeah, right. Springsteen. Uh, yeah. Was he on stage? That doesn't count. No, no. <laughs> I met, I met Bruce, uh, like on, in a fan capacity. That's good. He's, uh, that's my, I have a whole bit about that. Cause I saw De Niro one day and I always ask the audience who's the most famous person you've ever seen. Yeah. 
uh, before I tell them that I have De Niro. And it's so fun because the audience, it, most people aren't like you. Yeah. So most people will be like, and people are excited no matter who the fuck it is. Uh-huh. So somebody will be like, uh, they'll throw up their hand and be like, uh, uh, I saw uh, fucking Diane Lane. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, that's fine. But <laughs> I, I think I've seen you do this, De Niro, but what was your encounter yeah, with Yeah, him? yeah, yeah. It's like a good <laughs> bit. And it, and it always works out. And the amount of people all around the country who have seen Alec Baldwin blows me away. In New York, so many people have seen uh, that guy from Law & Order SVU. Maloney? Uh, or, no, no, the guy from Law & Order, Munch. Oh, Richard mm-hmm. Belzer? Richard Belzer. So many people have seen Richard yeah. Belzer. Yeah, Spider-Man. That, that's one that... Yeah, sp- yeah, for sure, for sure. Reem, what's yours? Elmo? You saw what's his name in Philip. No, oh, who'd you see in... Not you, you, not the fucking Times Square Jason people. Seagal, my good bud. <laughs> Yeah, he's on Jason Segal in uh, He knows Philly. Muppets. That's a good one. Elmo's a Muppet. Yeah. That's, that's six that's degrees one from Fozzie Bear. Yeah. It would be so funny if you were just in the audience, and I was like, so who's the most famous person you ever saw? And you're like, well, uh... <laughs> and then you pull them all out. <laughs> just a, like a so like one, a photo yeah. wallet that goes to the ceiling? Yeah. Every single one? One time somebody said De Niro, and I was like, all right, well, and oh, it was on, when I was on the road. And I said, who's the most famous person you've ever seen in real life? And somebody said De Niro, and you just heard Gideon Hambright laughing his ass off in the back of the room because he knew I was uh, fucked. He knew the bit was I'm bullshit. sure you were able to spin it into... Oh, it worked yeah, out. You know what there... I mean? I was like, hey, buddy, hang around. You'll love it. I have had... I... Um, this is... Yeah. And I, I know you're trying to wrap up, so, so I can actually... No, I can shut up if you'd like. No, we're good. Go ahead and please Yeah, speak. this is just to that point. This is not a very famous person at all, but... I have never run into any person more than I have uh, Bob Balaban. Oh, sure. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. And the first time I met him, and it's never really even really been on purpose. Always just sort of, yeah. and like my job before everything closed down was on the Upper West Side. So I would see him, because even after I stopped his hobby, I would just see Bob Balaban around. You see no him. Yeah, fewer yeah. than 11 times I have encountered Bob Balaban <laughs> and the interaction. I made a point of having it be exactly the same every time to where I will see him and I go, uh, hey, Mr. Balaban, I loved you in Close Encounters. Just like that, same yeah. cadence. And he go, thank you. And it's exactly the same every single time. To the, to by the, the fourth time, I was like, he knows. And we're doing this. Yeah. We're doing this to each other. It's like the Tignataro bit with uh, Taylor Dane. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I forgot about that bit. Yes, it's very much like uh, that. I, uh, mine was my favorites. I mean, De Niro is cool, but my favorite celebrity I ever saw was I saw Richard Kind on the subway mm-hmm. once and we sat next to each other and it I lost my yeah. mind. I was losing my mind and I and I tweeted out I'm sitting next to Richard Kind. This was like 2014 when I was walking yeah. dogs and I tweeted it out and then I go um, I wanted to say something so bad, but all I could think of was Spin City. OK, <laughs> and. I thought that might be disrespectful because it had been so long ago and I had just seen him in something, but I didn't know what it was. And so I didn't want to be like, I loved you in Spin City and have him be like, oh yeah, from 25 years ago, (laughs) fuck you idiot or something. And, and then later on he was on a podcast. I heard him on an interview show and they said, you must get recognized a lot. And he's like, yeah. And I love it. And he's like, I absolutely love it. He's like, it always cheers me up. It always makes me happy. If somebody's like, Hey, I I know you from TV. It's great. And so now I just want to run into him again so that I can do the thing and just be like, hey, you're so good. I think you're such a great actor. You're so funny. And just leave he it He's exceptional. You know? I actually also, yeah. I hate, I, I ran into him on the subway as well. I think yeah. he just takes it. He had groceries he, and he was did he look, so mad. Did he look like a mess? Was he? Yeah. He yeah, looked yeah, like yeah. a disheveled, uh, yeah. like rumpled blazer over a Hawaiian shirt over cargo pants. 
Yeah, and he had groceries with him that were sitting between his legs and a big piece of French bread that was, like, sticking out <laughs> way too much. And he just kept fiddling with it because I think he was afraid that he was bothering everybody around him. And I'm just losing my mind yeah. the whole time. Wish I would have said something. But next time I will because I know it doesn't piss him off, you know? That's good to know. Uh, I, I can't imagine why it wouldn't. But, uh... Yeah. Uh, Got him. Okay. Well, Frank, thank you so much. Tell the listeners, everybody, where they can find you on the internet. They love you. Uh, you know, they're on board. I hope so. Uh, it's Frank DiRigerio, the way it will be spelled in the uh, episode title. The, uh, the podcast. Yeah. At, that's uh, Twitter, Instagram. And um, I will be appearing on the Halloween episode of Casey McGowan's Autumn Podcast, oh. which its first episode appear, uh, appears, premieres on whatever <laughs> the first day of fall is. I think he timed it to the equinox, so. It's gonna yeah. be one a what, week. What a weird. He's a cool. what a weird fucking he's person. A, a I twisted love it. little man, and yeah. I love him very much. Can I tell you this just as a friend of Casey's, and he probably won't yes. hear this. Uh, now he listens to all I of my like stuff. Casey... He's obsessed with me. Oh, for sure. He will. Then uh, <laughs> we love you, buddy. And I'm going to tell you this thing. I feel like Casey purposely gets into actors and like performers that are about to be canceled. <laughs> like I feel like he only gravitates towards. Like, he loves Affleck, he loves Dane Cook yeah. and Dan in real uh-huh. life, you know? It's like, every time he posts about something, I'm like, buddy, you gotta, we gotta is, get you into Affleck something Is Affleck getting himself canceled? What did he do? No, he's just, Ben Affleck's just like, I mean, but he's it, got it, stories. It's probably he coming any like douche. day now? Yeah. And, like, he loves fucking, what's that, Manchester by the Sea, he, well, and that's yes. Casey Affleck, and that guy's out uh, the oh window already. Oh, my God, and it's a home improvement thing? Yeah, he's, uh... Yeah, yeah, home improvement. It's he's obsessed with Tim Allen. I think he shifted his uh, affection to Richard Carn to avoid any. uh, (laughs) Thank God, right? Richard Carn's a legend. Richard Carn is in at the top of the show. I talked about Pin Fifteen. He's in that, and he's wonderful in it. Nice. Um, Goddamn. Okay. Well, thanks so much. My pleasure. For a minute, we're gonna kick. We're gonna end the show, and we'll we'll end it all from there. Reem, where can the listeners find you, buddy? Reemcore. R e a m. On any of the things. K o r e. Uh, not doing Fine. shows or doing anything else, but just that. No, there's nothing else to do. If you uh, if you have a GI Joe toys that you want to rescue by sending them to Reem, yeah, send us a message. We'll get you the address. Uh, you can find me at Patrick Casey. It's at P A T R I C H S K E. Patrick Casey on Instagram and everything else. Uh, if you'd like to support the show and you're in a financial situation where you can, uh, go join our Patreon. Give us a dollar. Give us five dollars. Give us thirty five grand. Uh, if you do want to send us anything for whatever reason, uh, you know, like I said, send us an email at thenostalgicfront at gmail.com and we'll, uh, we'll, you know, we'll give you the address and you can mail us. I don't know. We've had cookies in the past. We've had action figures, comic books, toys, stickers, you know, send us whatever you, send us the shit that you don't want because I guarantee you, Reem and I will fucking put it on our own. I got a show. Yeah, we'll like it. Uh, tell your friends, uh, please be safe out there. Uh, wash your hands, wear your mask, take this seriously. I know we have listeners all over the country and some places they're not taking it seriously, which means you have to extra, extra take it seriously. Um, be cool, uh, never die, and as always remember, if you're not an NFer, you're an MFer. So get the fuck out of here. Welcome to Brain Machine Network.com.
It's great to have friends like Patrick and Reem who are obscure and yet thoughtful. I love this podcast.